0: standing in His presence on holy ground. This is a place that we have set aside to come with a desire to meet God. But you know, this is not the only place God shows up. Sometimes He meets us where we don't expect Him. I had a situation this week. Um, I was at the YMCA playing basketball. I got done early. I thought I'm going to take a shower. I get to come home 15 minutes early. Things are looking good. Coming through the wine, all of a sudden I start talking to this guy. We go outside and man, he starts preaching. And he's preaching up the storm. I mean, he's letting it fly. And I'm standing there and uh, he's real passionate. And I'm just going, yeah, yeah. He said, brother, he said, there's an earthquake. It's going to come one of these days. And he said, that ground's going to start rattling. It's going to start shaking. And all of a sudden, bodies are going to come flying out of that ground headed up toward the heavens. And he says, we're going to look up and there's Jesus. And Jesus is coming down and we're going to take off up there to meet Him. And he says, do you hear me? Do you hear me? And I said, yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. He said, it's going to be so good to see Jesus because He's Lord and He loves us. And I said, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He says, and I'm not talking about these gods, just God, generic God. I'm talking about a God that loves you to have a relationship with Jesus who died on a cross, who loves us more than you can realize. He says, do you hear what I'm saying? I said, yes, sir. You know, usually I try to add something in there about the Lord, but He just pretty much nailed it. <laughs> and so I got in my car. And he got in his car. He waved real big, and I waved real big, and I thought I almost missed it. I was thinking I got to get home and start that coffee pot. I was thinking I, you know, the, the days before me, and I really didn't want to stop and listen to this guy, but I almost missed a blessing. And, and, and just what I want to say for a, Brother Gene Kistner is going to come and share with us a moment about great ministry, Gideon's, and appreciate him being here. Let's not miss God Amen. this week. You know, the truth of the matter is, He's Lord. you know what that means? He has the right to change my schedule anytime He wants to. And I tell you what, that's pretty tough because I get on my schedule. Sometimes I don't want anybody to knock me off my schedule. But He's more important. So my prayer this week is that all of us will simply not miss Him when He speaks. We'll have a word of prayer no more. Have dudging come up. Father, we, we love you, Lord, and we need you, God. And Father, I just pray that as your servant comes and shares with us, Lord, just speak through him, God. I just ask that you just simply anoint him with your power and your spirit. And Father, that you'd open our ears and hearts that we might hear you, Lord. And God, we don't want to miss you, Lord. So just speak to us. Uh, Father, we do lift up to you the Trents. We lift up to you Tim as his dad's sick. And and uh, Father is there there to, to be with him. Uh, just minister to them and minister to Terry and Susie. And we love them too, Lord. And we just lift these families to you. God, others that are hurting, God. This life, uh, it's so fragile. And we need you, God. And we, we're just so grateful that you're on our side and you love us, Lord. And uh, you proved that at the cross, and and you're alive. And man, it's I thank you for that. Excited fella, taking the time to share with me, Lord, I thank you for that. And and help me this week. Maybe I can be that excited fella somewhere. Lord, uh, people need to know you love them. So, Lord, have your way in this time that remains. And Lord, help us not miss you. In your name, we pray. Amen. Come on up, brother.
1: Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Elliot Osowit was a fellow that lived out in the world. He had got involved in drugs and alcohol, and his business was to entertain clients, and it had taken him to some deep lows. He went home for Christmas on Christmas Eve, and they had never locked the door at his house, and he went up, and the door wouldn't open. So he found his key, and he put his key in, and his key wouldn't open the door. His wife had had the lock changed, and she had every reason to do that. Elliot got in his car, and he went over to a motel and checked in, and he had the necessary tools to end his life. And when he got there, there was a New Testament laying on this counter there that someone had placed, and it made him mad. He was offended by the Word of God. He took his hand and threw it off, and when it fell to the floor, it opened up. And that made him even madder, so he kicked it, and it went up to the bed, but it didn't go under. It bounced back out in the room, and it opened again. And out of despair, he reached down and picked up that word, and that Bible was at John 14. He's picked up in verse 27. said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Those were very strange words to this traveling man. I've met Elliot personally. He says he took that Bible for three days and three nights and read it and read it and read it. And he was convicted of his sins. He accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior 13 years ago. He went back and restored and made uh, reconciliation with his wife, and they went to church the following Sunday. Elliot was called into the ministry. A sidebar to the story, his daughter was in the penitentiary for drugs, and down through the years later, she picked up a copy of the Word of God that was placed there by the Gideons, and she accepted Jesus as a Savior. Now this family serves the Lord in ministry in West Jefferson, North Carolina, I usually tell that story in the first person. I say I was went home and my key didn't work, and and I did it at a local church. And afterwards, there's two older ladies that come up to me, and one of them said, uh, "Do you preach in Jefferson or West Jefferson?" And I said, "Ma'am, that wasn't me. That was Elliot Osowit." "Oh, that wasn't you?" And the lady with her had been on my paper route when I was a little bitty kid, and I said. No, ma'am, I used to carry papers to this lady right here. She says, you carry papers too? (laughs) I went home and I thought, you have to be careful what you say. Sometimes here, this lady thought I preached in Jefferson or West Jefferson, North Carolina and carried a paper in Bristol. But (laughs) it's an example of how the Word of God can change somebody's life. And, you know, we've been putting out Bibles in hotels with the help of churches and individuals like you for over a 100 years. We placed the first 25 Bibles up in Michigan and, actually it's Wisconsin, Iron Mountain, Wisconsin. And very soon after we received a letter at the headquarters that a man had went to the motel to end his life and he laid the poison down on a book that he didn't know what it was and it was a copy of the Word of God. And he laid that poison aside and began reading that Word of God accepted Jesus as a savior through the poison out the window we we hear this over and over and over again. I went to uh church in Kingsport last week and met a fellow he's got a ministry in the Bristol area that's worldwide it's called in Jesus name they see about getting food out to people and he's a former truck driver and he's he's really got a ministry going and uh He said he had a testimony he'd like to tell. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, we got a meeting Thursday night, and I don't have a testimony speaker. Why don't you come to our meeting down at Ryan's on Thursday night? And he came down to Ryan's, and he began to tell how he was a hippie back in the 60s, and he was out on Highway 1 in California, and he was out of his mind, and he was out in the traffic, so it's a wonder he didn't get run over. But something stirred his heart to go back into that motel, picked up a word of God that was placed over the Gideons, accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. Now this man travels to India and China and all around the world. There's another person that I've met that will tell you the word of God changes things. I know there's many of you here today could get up and tell it more eloquently than I have. But it's done it in my own life. And that's why we do what we do. We have a mission as Gideons. We're businessmen and professional men. We've been organized since 1899, and our mission is found in Isaiah 55:11. It says, "So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth; it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it." So sometimes when you're giving a word of testimony or a verse or a prayer to somebody, and you think it's going nowhere. Remember, God has promised us His Word will not return void. And it's a blessing to be a part of this ministry. It's a blessing to be here today. Uh, I'm so blessed with your music. And then I met Samantha. She she left. Back there she is. I've been praying for that gal all week and didn't even know her. Ain't God good? I know y'all probably don't say ain't up here, but it sounds better than isn't God good. She was on a mission trip down in Belize with 45 people, I think. And my daughter-in-law was on that same trip. And we really earnestly, we had a prayer meeting before she left with her. And we prayed for all the people on the trip. And we really got to praying Monday morning when we got an email from Heather that she had been awakened by a lizard in her bed. (laughs) And we prayed hard for her. And uh, I'll tell you what my prayer was for Heather's an audiologist and I pray that she'd be able to help some people down there. But I prayed most of all that she would be changed when she came back. And that's what it's all about. So many people they they get saved and they, they get in church for a while and they think they've got it all together and then they forget where they were. We need to go out and share that. As a preacher talked about this preacher We, run to, we need to remember. I tell you I can I was in a church not long ago speaking And they were singing that song, I can tell you the day, I can show you the place. And I tell you, my eyes just teared up. So I was one of those old boys that was in church every time the doors opened. I tell people, I went to church for nine months longer than I've been alive. Because my mother was pregnant during the Korean conflict, and she took me to church when Dad was in Korea. And at an early age, I became a deacon in the church. I preached in the church. I held every responsible position in the church. I come and brought people to the church visited people I ran into everything but in 1988 the lord showed me what I was not in my eyes cuz I considered myself a pretty good old boy but he showed me what I was in his eyes and I tell you it didn't add up to what I was saying he said you're a dirty rotten scoundrel and I said you know lord you're right and, you know, that's a point we need to all get in our lives to realize that God is God and we're not. And I said, I agree with you, and I I see the terrible things that I've done in my life. And not only did I agree with him, I turned from my wicked ways and got saved in 1988. And then after that, the Lord called me into the ministry of the Gideons. And I'm going to tell you a lot of examples today of how the Word of God has changed people's lives. But I hope that you did not hear that I am wanting to lift up any individual or any ministry. We're just old sinners saved by grace. And then God has called us into this work. I've told you a little bit about how we work in motels. Bring it down local for you. soon as the race was over a couple weeks ago, our guys got out and they went out to all the motels. We're the only organization in the world that we hope people steal our product. Because we've had people write in it. They want to apologize for taking the word of God out of that motel over on highway eight, but they, they got saved and, and we praising the Lord. So after a big event like the race, we go around and look at the, look at the Bibles and see what's going on. If there's any pages torn or ripped or marked up, we take them out and we recycle those through the rescue squad or, uh, the rescue mission or through, uh, the jail ministry or, or different things. The guys came back and they placed 99 Bibles in this area. That means 99 that had been there were gone or marked or placed up. They had two Bibles that really got their attention. On one of the Bibles, when you open it up, there was a big label for a beer company. Somebody took the label off their beer can or beer bottle and stuck it in the Bible. And, you know, I thought about that. Well, maybe the guy quit drinking. And that was he was wanting to give a testimony. You know, I've quit drinking. But he took it. <clears throat> One of the Bibles had a little baggie that had residue of marijuana in it. And the guys talked about that. And we have a prayer meeting every Saturday morning at my office. And I said, well, think about that. Maybe the guy gave up marijuana. Maybe he put it there and forgot it. But main question I got is, how do you know what it is? I wouldn't know marijuana if I saw it. <laughs> but praise the Lord, we're able to do that. While I'm on the subject of our prayer meeting, we've got a prayer calendar. I was telling you about. Uh, yesterday was the 17th. We prayed for Phil Simmons. He's a local Gideon for Kingsway Baptist Church. Once a month, preacher, we we pray for you and for this congregation. We appreciate all you do. Also, you're in good company. Yesterday, we were praying for the Bristol, Virginia Sheriff's Department. I'll tell you why we were praying for the Sheriff's Department. For 30 years, every Monday night, some of our Gideons go down to the Bristol, Virginia Jail. Monday night, one of those men that come to our Bible study accepted Jesus Christ as Savior for the first time ever. And we have a lot of rededications, and we've done that, and and we enjoy doing that. But that's what we do with some of the recycled Bibles. Some of you may know the fellow that led this man to the Lord on Monday night. He's a police officer on the Tennessee side. They call him Captain Mac, Tom McDaniels. He's a school resource officer over at Vance Middle School. Tommy's been a Gideon for about a year, and he's fired up, and he's out there every Monday night telling those men about Jesus. And that's that's what it's all about. That's what we are all about. But that wraps up our motel. We talk about jail. I've given your pastor a book. I'd say in a few weeks he's going to be giving you a Gideon testimony. I met Ralph Reagan. He got put in jail, and he deserved to be in jail. But uh through circumstances, his brother was the one that locked him up. He was a jailer, and a couple of Gideons come to visit him. Ralph got saved in jail down in Tennessee. He accepted Jesus as a Savior. His term was kind of miraculously set aside, and he got out of jail early, and the Lord called him to be a pastor. I met Ralph uh, about three or four years ago, and he was in here Christmas. I've given out over a 100 copies of his book just telling people about him, and he... he it, He's just an amazing man. But the only thing that's amazing about him is that he, the Lord is all over this man. He's like your friend at the Y that you met. Ralph uh, got called into the ministry and saw a lot of people saved. And then the Lord said, I want you to go run a rescue mission. And today Ralph Reagan <clears throat> runs a Bread of Life rescue mission. And as a result of the ministry that the Lord called him to, over 1,000 people have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior because some church cared enough or individual to buy that Bible that was in the motel probably for six years. That's the average life. Then some Gideon carried it over to the local jail and Ralph read it day and night until he accepted the Lord. Praise the Lord. His word will not return void. We've had many testimonies of, of these motel and jail convert. Excuse me, this I've got the, whatever you get when these trees are blooming. But, um. Ralph's is one of the more dynamic ones. And it's been a privilege for me down through the years to get to meet these guys. Another area where we minister in, you may have read about us in the newspaper here lately. There's some challenge that we are we put out God's word in schools. <clears throat> some areas, uh, just recently in Tennessee, they they challenged us. And, you know, in our great country... You can have one atheist, one person that's uh, part of the ACLU or something, and they can challenge something great that's going on for God. And we will not take money that's been given to buy Bibles to pay lawyers to fight that. We'll just move to another area. If we can't do it in the schools, we'll do it at the county fair. But in Bristol, we're blessed. We're able to to give out Bibles like over at Vance Middle School. We hand those out through the Christian Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, At the Virginia Middle School, we have to do it on the sidewalk because, you know, the sidewalks belong to the people. But we've had good success in doing that. Down in Piney Flats, Tennessee, I've got a great friend named Hank Hare. I'd like for you to meet Hank. He's a neat person. Hank went to church every time the doors were open until he's 12 years old. His mother gave him a choice. She said, Hank, you're 12 years old. You can decide whether you want to continue going to church or not. That's not something I recommend for your 12 year olds, but so happened wrestling was on on Sunday mornings and Hank decided to stay home and watch wrestling. Hank was a great basketball player and he got a scholarship and he got sent away to Arizona to play college basketball. One day he says he was on the campus there and a bunch of weird looking guys in suits were there handing out little books. And he went over and he took one of those little books because he's getting ready to get on a bus and ride 12 hours to play basketball in Colorado. And he read that little book. And he had a little rock in that town that he'd like to go out and meditate because there only had two churches in that little town. One of them was a cult and he, he didn't associate there. One of them was the high church and he was not welcome there because he didn't look like they did or whatever. But on that rock out there, 2,000 miles from home, Hank accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. And he serves the Lord today in the public schools, and I'm, I'm thankful for him. We have many, many testimonies of that. We uh, have some really unique testimonies coming in. Uh, I was thinking this morning, as I come up here, I usually go to my office and get on the Internet and I'll listen to Elliot give his testimony. But I've heard it so many times I can, I can do it just about like he can. But my internet wouldn't work this morning. I don't know what happened. But I was sitting there thinking. and I was thinking about down in Peru. It's one of the most unusual testimonies I've ever heard. There was a young man that went down there as an engineer. And he decided not only was he going to work in in Peru, he was going to bring people to Jesus. So he put a sign in his yard that he was offering Bible lessons. And he had that sign out there and he never had any takers. But one day they had a huge storm come and the water was coming in and he had to actually get a bucket and start throwing that water back out. And an old ugly dog come into his house and went right over to his coffee table where he had a copy of God's word. Somebody had given him a little New Testament like we carry and hand out to people. And that dog reached over and put it in his mouth and ran out the door. That little Bible meant so much to that guy that he chased after him and he went down the road, and he saw that he had headed right into the witch doctor's house. And he just stopped his run, he went back home. He says about two weeks later, he got a knock on his door, and man came to the door, and he said, Sir, are you still offering those Bible lessons in your house? He said, Well, yes, sir, I am. He said, uh, Why are you interested? The guy said, well, a funny thing happened a couple weeks ago. He said, this old ugly dog come running in my house. And he dropped this little book in there. And I've been reading it. I want to know about Jesus. God's word will not return void. They started those little Bible lessons. And that witch doctor accepted Jesus Christ as his savior. His whole family was saved. In fact, that uh, engineer today is married to the witch doctor's daughter. And they serve the Lord in ministry. Praise the Lord! Somebody cared enough to give a dollar and thirty-five cents for that Bible for that man to get saved, and and he passed it on through the help of a dog. <laughs> you know, uh, our ministry—we're not professional speakers, as you can tell after I talk for a second or two—but we love the Lord, and we love to tell people about what He's doing. And I know that today your church is a faithful supporter of the Giddings, and you'll be making a donation. To the Gideons, and I want to tell you that 100% of money that you give today will go to purchase scriptures. We as Gideons pay dues. That pays all the overhead of our home office and everything that we have. So a hotel Bible costs about $5, exactly $5. If you were to give $100 a day, buy 20 of those Bibles would be placed. We know that 10 Bibles have a possibility of reaching 2,300 people in a six-year lifespan. If you give $135, you'd buy a hundred of these. If you only give a dollar and 35 cents, you'd buy one of these. And we don't want you to give money that, that is part of your tithe to your church. We know that that's, that belongs to your church. This is an offering over and above. And I can tell you from personal experience in my own life that you cannot outgive God. He has proved that to me over and over and over again. And you know, in the Psalms, it says that it's more blessed to give than to receive. I hope that you'll consider that as you make an offering day. Another thing you might be interested in doing is uh, I brought a little rack here with some cards. If someone in your family passes away, we've got cards that you can mail in memory and you can donate Bibles in their name. And the little cards there, the envelopes there to send the money in, the envelopes there to send the card. There's an in-recognition card. If somebody's done something great and you want to honor them with giving them some cards, you can do that, some Bibles, you can do that. And there's a just thinking of you card. So we'll have leave that rack here. If you need more, we could. good. Another thing that uh, struck me as we were shaking hands with each other, there's probably four or five men in this church that ought to be Gideons, and I'd love to talk to you. Uh, only thing you gotta be to be a Gideon you gotta love the Lord. And I know that in a Baptist church like this, your preacher preaches the Word of God and that we've got believers here. And then we need the recommendation of your pastor. If he says that you would be a faithful person, then we're gonna take his word for it. Uh, I've been in the Gideon for several years and it's been one of the greatest privileges that I've ever had, uh, to get to meet some of these people that the Word of God has changed. Maybe you're, uh, uh, wife, if you join the Gideons, your wife would like to be a part of it, we have a thing called the Gideons Auxiliary. And they are very busy in handing out copies of the Word of God. Like, uh, I think it's the 23rd of this month at King College, when the nurses walk across the stage and get their pen, our ladies will be there handing them a white copy of the Word of God. And we've got many testimonies of nurses that have led people to the Lord at the end of their lives. They help also putting out the word of God in hospitals and doctor's offices. And now we've added lawyers offices. And, uh, it's a uh, good work that they're called to do. And I'd love, I'll be around afterwards, be glad to talk to you about it if any of you are interested. We are nearing, as I think any of you know, the, the end of this world as we know it. And the preacher talked about this when Jesus comes back. I, I'm looking forward to seeing him in his glory. Because he saw me at my worst, and he he accepted me right in. But if you're interested, I'd be glad to talk to you. We ask most of all, and and the main important thing is you pray for the Gideons. Pray that these doors will remain open. We got some schools that are challenging. We got the military that's kind of challenging us a little bit now under the new the regime of things. Uh, you know, back in the '40s, if you went into the military, the government gave you a Bible. It's signed by the president of the United States. It had two metal plates in it that would. Stop a bullet if you got hit. Well, they quit doing that in, in 1943 or 44. The Gideon's picked that up, and we've worked hand-in-hand hand with the, the military doing that, and we've had no no problem at all until the last little bit They're began to challenge us. But but we've handed out over 500,000 copies of the Word of God in, in the Middle East since uh, Desert Storm began. We've got the little camouflage Bible. So pray for us, and uh, you know that on the 17th month we pray for you and other times too, and by, if God will continue to enable us and provide the funds and your prayers, we'll continue to place God's word in 191 countries using over 90 languages. And now they're saying every second we're handing out two and a half copies of the word of God. Thank you for your tenderness, Pastor. We appreciate you and love you so much. Thank you.
0: Gene for coming and sharing. We only have a time time of response. And then afterward I'll ask a couple of the guys to be back there and if you want to give an offering at the door plates, but you know it's important guys in the services to have a time for you to and me to respond to God. We don't know how he's working in our lives. So we're going to stand and we're going to sing. And if God's called you to come, maybe there's something you need to pray about at the altar. Maybe there's something you need to come up and pray with me about and, and share with God's people. I don't know what He's doing. I'm not the Holy Spirit. But I know the Holy Spirit is with us. And we want to give Him an opportunity to work. So let's have a quick word of prayer. And then stand sing. Come if God's speaking to your heart. Thank you, God, for this opportunity. And I thank You, Lord, for this brother just reminding us that Your Word is not empty, it's not void, but that it accomplishes the job that You send Your truth to do to change lives, God. And we're hungry for that, Lord. God, we live in a world where there are so many lives screwed up. And the only way to get the right perspective in life is to look to Jesus. and. I just pray, Father, this morning that that will occur. Maybe for the first time someone will look full view at Jesus Christ and say, Father, forgive me through Jesus because I need to be forgiven. And You say at that point that we do that, Lord, that You come enter our hearts and You make us new people. Father, I pray that You do that today. Maybe right now someone will say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Enter my heart. Forgive me. Make me new. And Lord, just do that. If that's what you want to do. And God, for others of us who already are Your kids, who have already trusted You, You're speaking to us, Lord. And we need to do something. Maybe it's to follow You uh, in, in this Gideon ministry. Maybe it's to to follow You in, in another way, Lord. It, we just—it's never a regret to say yes to You. So I just pray, Father, that You would deal with our hearts. And that we'd respond. Lord, if we need to come pray, bring us down here to pray. If we need to pray where we are, then help us pray where we are. But Lord, I just want You to be free to work. Because Lord, if You don't show up, it's an empty morning. And so Father, just have Your way. And thank You for allowing us, Lord, to be again, God. In Your name we pray. Amen.